0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeater's Anonymous: a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kaye, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, December 2nd, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page XVI: the last Paragraph that begins this physician had repeatedly. Today's readers are Chris G. on the 12 Steps, Allison L. reading the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Sylvia F., Kelly S., and Nadia B. Our newcomer greeter is Amanda R., and our hostess for the second half of the meeting is Mara Z. The reference number for yesterday November 30th Wednesday is 9 I'm sorry Thursday is 9311 OA preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Chris G. to read the 12 steps of OA.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Chris G., recovered compulsive overeater in Connecticut. Thank you for allowing me to do service. The 12 steps one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, Made a searching and fearless inventory of oh, a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these care defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass.
2: Thank
0: you, Chris G. I will now ask Allison L. to read the 12 traditions of OA.
3: Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. This is Allison L., recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Allison L. I'll, um, how our meeting works. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we will resume our study of the big book on page XVI, last paragraph on the page, and I will ask Sylvia F. to begin
4: reading.
5: Good morning, uh, Kathy. Good morning, visionaries. This is Sylvia F., a recovered compulsive Peter from California this physician had repeatedly tried spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma that had failed but when the broker gave him dr. Silkworth's description of alcoholism and its hopelessness the physician began to pursue the spiritual remedy for his malady and with a willingness he had never before been able to muster he sobered never to drink again up to the moment of his death in 1950 this seemed to prove that one alcoholic could affect another, as no non-alcoholic could. It also indicated that strenuous work one alcoholic with another was vital to permanent recovery. What an important paragraph we have here! And um, so, what this says to me is that um, that we can we can. Uh, the physician, um, Dr. Bob, or any of us could have tried the church or any kind of spiritual practice and, and so many of us did. You know, we tried diets, we tried um acupuncture, we tried everything. And uh and that was never going to work. But what happens is um when Bill W or any of us approach someone with the depth and weight of someone who has experienced what they've experienced i I can be a great persuader actually what what happens is the disease can be the great persuader, and I have a remedy that someone will be desperate enough to try and so here you know it says that that the answer is um, the spiritual remedy. With strenuous work one alcoholic with another was vital to its permanent recovery what I have learned is that um, early on you know I might have been in meetings and they uh, and I heard you know services slimming or I need to work with others and I it took me a long time of studying this book and with all of you before I understood that the way I get out of myself and the way that I get recovery is that I have to work these steps and I have to, so I have to have gone through one through nine and I have to live in 10, 11 and 12. I have to get out of self and I have to give up these character defects and this obsessive thinking to God. And when I do that is when I also can work with others Um, that, that I have to be, I have to be clear with God and connected to God. And then I have to take that work out and help others the way that others have helped me it gets me out of self so you know it's a it's a funny relationship because when i'm working with others especially early on it is selfish when i'm doing it because i don't want to be in my disease anymore after a while of doing this i don't think about the selfishness part of it anymore it is just simply part of my recovery i want to share what i have. You know, I might be, I'm no longer evangelical. I was certainly evangelical uh, when I first started. But what it is now is every day I have to, um, I have to be aware of my crazy thinking, my obsessive thinking. Um, I, I, I'm i aware of being, whether I'm judgmental or I'm in fear or shame, it doesn't matter. I have to give those up. And then I have to turn my attention towards um, helping someone else. And that means, uh, for me, I, I see my time is almost up and I will I'll wind up here. For me, what it means is that um, I have to stay really, really clear with myself and that's when I'm gonna be of service to others. And as, I'm serviced, as I, I am of service to others, I am given the promises, I have the neutrality and my life is unbelievable, not perfect. But it's it's uh, so much better before I came into program. And with that I pass. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Sylvia F. Who would like to share on the paragraph that Sylvia read?
6: Larry I would I would R? Ronata. Mr. R? R. Melissa, R. Melissa, T. T.
0: Melissa. 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 Mr. R? Nessa R, okay, got you.
7: Uh, e yeah. O. Rhonda
0: okay. G. Okay, let me tell you what I have. I have Larry K., Renata G., Melissa C., Rasa O., Nessa R., Harlan G., and Rhonda G. Did I miss anyone?
2: Yeah, Amy G. Amy
0: uh, G. And tina s okay, let's stop there for the first round I'm
6: sorry. what chapter are you working on?
0: We are on the forward to the second edition page x v i the last paragraph thank you okay let's begin with Larry k
6: kathy good morning good morning Larry k recovered compulsive reader from Chicago so the um You know, the the physician uh, began to pursue uh, the spiritual remedy. A remedy is a treatment. And and what is the treatment Dr. Bob pursued? You know, let's be clear. Bill didn't provide Dr. Bob with a specific plan of drinking. You know, it wasn't like, Dr. Bob, look, now I want you to drink four ounces of tomato juice in the morning, six ounces of grapefruit juice in the afternoon, uh, three ounces of prune juice in the evening, I want you to go to 90 meetings in 90 days. I want, you know, wait for the miracle to happen. Call me every morning at 7.38 a.m. without fail. Next, I want you to write about your feelings each day. Additionally, I want you to call precisely three people a day. I want you to do service, put out the chairs in the meetings. Now, Bob, none of this is likely to remove your insatiable obsession to drink, but maybe if you stay busy for the rest of your days on earth, you'll temporarily forget about drinking to oblivion. Now, you're likely to slip, but this is as good as it gets, Bob. And how does that sound? Now, the spiritual remedy is a process of recovery where God brings forth that which was already within us, which will save us from the lies that we used to tell ourselves. We're in a recovered state, but rest assured, we're not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So every day is a day when we have to carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. So this morning, I think I'll ask my creator to direct my thinking throughout the day. And then I relax. I take it easy. I I don't struggle. You know, guess what? The same spiritual remedy that (laughs) enabled Dr. Bob to rise above his problems is available to you. It's available to me. There is spiritual release in December of 2016. And what it is is the elimination of the ego self through the steps, that's the remedy. The elimination of the ego self, the self-centeredness, that's what I needed elimination of. That's recovery through the steps, that's the remedy. That's the treatment. It wasn't a food plan. I did need to put my heroin down. Oh, rest assured, I needed to put my heroin down. That's that's the ticket in the door. But the spiritual remedy, the treatment, the solution, was elimination of the ego self. I had to have a manner of living in which I could, you know, Harlan talks about the buildup of normal human emotion. I couldn't stand too much of any human emotion. Too much of happiness would lead me. Too much of joy, exuberance would lead me back to the food. Sadness, fear, couldn't handle any of it. I needed elimination of the ego self through the steps, could not effectuate it myself, all I could do is chop my wood each day by working through these steps and God would do the rest. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay and Renata G. Please go ahead.
8: Thank you, Kathy, for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G. Recovered Compose in Istanbul.
0: <clears throat>
8: um, Dr. Bob here, you know, tried Spiritual means to resolve his alcoholic dilemma but had failed and you know of course here he didn't know about the allergy of the body so he was still drinking and this uh, paragraph made me think of how I tried uh, religion you know against my my disease I thought I was trying spiritual means but I was actually just trying to apply religion you know I used to pray and then go pick up my binge foods the truth was that I was praying to a God that I heard maybe he could help maybe he was powerful but I was still playing God I was still making food my higher power you know I never really gave you know this higher power that I know today a chance to work in my life I was still in self-will And not really practicing any spiritual principles. I was filled with fear and resentments. And, you know, whenever I couldn't take it anymore, I would just turn to the food. And so, you know, what the steps did for me was to give me a design for living where when I, you know, get filled up with fears and resentments or guilt or shame, then, you know, I have a healthy outlet. I do have a higher power that I can turn to. And, uh, you know, where it says here uh, the physician began to pursue the spiritual remedy for his malady with a willingness he had never before been able to muster. So, you know, that for me is step two, right? I come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. And then I start to pursue that power because that's what I need in order to stay sober. And that's what Dr. Bob started to do after he realized that alcohol could not be his higher power anymore. He had to put it down. Like I had to put down my binge foods. I couldn't have two gods. Food had to go. So I could then be able to pursue, you know, this higher power that would restore me to sanity. With that, I pass, thanks.
0: Thank you, Renata G. Uh, Melissa C., please go ahead.
9: Hi, good <clears throat> good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York, and you know I'm thinking about all the willingness that um, I could muster to pursue this spiritual remedy, and um, you know I I, I often um, think back to I had it backwards for a long time. I thought you get this spiritual aha, uh-huh and then um, you're propelled to do this work, you know, and that's that's not what it is. It's the exact opposite. Um, I somehow was able to muster up the willingness to pursue, which is doing the work. Um, I was willing to do the work so that I could have the spiritual solution. And, um, and that willingness, um, you know, that is so... Um, that's key. Like, we know willingness is the key. Um, we read that. And I've experienced it. Complete willingness is the key. And yet, how is it that um, that it can escape us? A different not willing, um, and I would, you know, say, all right, I'll pray for the willingness. But meanwhile, I was out know, and so how was I really, I was just wishing that's not really praying for the willingness. And, um, you know, and so how I really became willing was, um, you know, through more research and development. And,
2: you know, and that meant through
9: lots of struggling, you know, every time I was eating again um, after, you know, a bout of abstinence uh, or a really good diet not eating again, um, I grew Greater knowledge for what it was up, what it was I was up against, and then when I heard one compulsive over either, you know, more than one, but it, it took me more than one really hear about the hopelessness of this. But this was um, permanent. I was never going to get myself out of this on my own. Um, you know, it was like aha, uh-huh, I, I, I think I'm going to be willing now. You know, and um, it wasn't just my hopelessness; it was the fact that. These people that spoke to me, and it was you guys on the line, you know, told my story um, and said recovered. And so then I became willing because um, I wanted to do whatever you did so that I could have it. And and that's how the spiritual um, awakening occurs. It occurs from the work. Then we have the spiritual awakening. It's not the other way around.
6: At least it wasn't
9: for me. Um and I have to continue to be willing, you know, to pursue it on a daily basis. It doesn't just, um, you know, it's not a checklist. It's not like done. I have to do it every day. Um, but I'm happy to do it every day. Thank you. That I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. And Vasa O., please go ahead.
7: Thank you, Kathy, for your service. And I'm grateful with recover compulsive calling from Florida. This is a beautiful. This is it's a wonderful paragraph, and I just want to thank God for putting Abby and Bill W. and Dr. Silkworth for putting this beautiful book together for us, the big book. Um, I never prayed during my, my lifetime to God about the food, you know. While I was into the food, you know, I, you know, I prayed to God when my mother was sick. I prayed to God for the chaos to stop in the house that was going on. But it never dawned on me to pray about the food. And I was was struggling, and that was the most thing I had struggled in my whole life, trying to put the food down. And again, as I mentioned before, I thank God that he put this beautiful person that came in my life and uh, introduced me to the program and told me, you know, about the program, and she had said to me, you need to find a power greater now than yourself. And I remember saying, I'll ask anybody, you know, power greater than myself. I'll do the big book. I'll do anything just to stop this horrible disease. And I did. I was so ready and willing to do that. And I go to church. You know, I've come to my higher power, through the programs, you know, and I've gone back to church. But, I, you know, this is my church. I can get, you know, every day if I want to on my meetings. This is where I get the most, you know, being with other addicts that are suffering with the same disease as me, and we can share our experience, strength, and hope and help others. If I did not find this big book, My Higher Power, which I call God Today, I wouldn't even be here to share this. I'd be there for my kids and grandkids or anybody. Thank you for letting me share my path.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. Nessa R., please go ahead.
7: Thank you. Good morning,
10: Vision for You. This is Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, These paragraphs teach me a lesson uh, on how to carry the message um, not only as a sponsor, but also in meetings, et cetera, workshops, whatever, and the key thing is that um, you know I cannot preach a solution until people um, understand the um, the problem and this is what happened to Bill for the first six months of his sobriety he was or his recovery, he was uh, preaching the solution without any results, and then the doctor told him explain to them um what the problem really is and you know i have been in program um in these rooms almost 14 years and for the first nine years um i don't know if i wasn't ready or nobody really explained it or whatever but i never heard about the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind and how they um interact with each other to create the cycle of disease, disease that that the doctor calls the well-known stages of a spree, you know, um, and I went to lots of meetings, lots of different meetings, meetings that people said were very strong meetings where there was a, a, a big attendance, uh, people in, in uh, normal-sized bodies with many years of abstinence, and I never heard it. And, again, I, I, I must say, I don't know if they, it was never spoken about or I just wasn't ready to hear it. But it wasn't until I was taken to the doctor's opinion and expl- and was explained, you know, the fact that, you know, if I have – an uh, an allergenic substance in my body I am biologically mandated to eat and not only that I have this obsession of the mind that pushes me to self-destruct even when I'm not eating those substances and um, you know it behooves me now to pass it on to other people to speak about it in meetings to make sure that as I take my sponsees through the steps that these concepts are very well understood because You know, until this is understood and the gravity of our disease, um, you know, is internalized, then, you know, the solution cannot take hold. Um, People who say, oh, yeah, I'm powerless over food, you know, I'm powerless because when when I see a cheesecake, I cannot eat just a slice. I have to eat the whole slab. Well, that's not the powerlessness, and that's not how we demonstrate the powerlessness. The powerlessness is, you know, if I put my hand in, in a flame, I'm going to get burned, so I'm not going to put my hand in. And so we need to understand why it is that we are going to get burned, and that is what is uh, explaining the doctor's opinion. And so that's why it's so important that we make it very clear and we speak about it in meetings and definitely explain it to Um as many times as it's, it, as it's uh, required, because that's, that's how I learned it. I required a lot of repetition, and so I need to do the same for others, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa. Or Harlan G., please go ahead.
11: Thank you. Thank you very much. Harlan G. from Scottsdale, Arizona, via Chicago. Can I be heard?
0: Yes, you can. Okay.
11: I think Melissa C. and Larry K pretty much covered what I'm going to say, but I'll say it anyway. If we take a look at the difference between the first encounter of Dr. Bob and Bill and when Bob gets back from the medical convention in Atlantic City, New Jersey, we see a vast change of outlook, attitude, and behavior in Bob. And let's look at the results. When Bob first meets Bill, he is impressed with the fact that Bill is an alcoholic who is remaining sober on spiritual tools, which we call the steps. He did not know, even being a physician, a surgeon, he did not know about the allergy of the body. He did not know about the twist of the mind. But what he was not willing to do in the first encounter, he was not willing to make amends He was not willing to go to the people that he had harmed through his drinking and amend his behavior. In the second thing, in the second encounter, when he gets back from Atlantic City and he has been on a roaring bender, he now goes in Akron, he goes to people that he had harmed and he makes his amends and he never found it necessary to ever drink again and as was stated by the people before on the line in this program i have found that willingness is highly overrated willingness is a is, is a joke i had to start taking action after action after action which i did not yet believe in which i did not want to do but i took these actions and i continue to take these actions because there was an indisputable truth. The people that were taking these actions were not only free of compulsive overeating, there's people at Dunkin' Donuts that are not compulsively overeating, but there were compulsive overeaters in the room with me that were not eating compulsively and they were doing so happily that they did not want to eat. And that was the missing puzzle piece of my life. I knew how not to eat. I had not eaten on diets many times, but never before in my entire life had I seen people not eating that were compulsive overeaters like me and that were doing so happily. And I started taking these actions and I have not found it necessary to compulsively overeat in 17 plus years. And with that, I'll pass, thanks.
0: Thank you, Harlan G. And Rhonda G., please go ahead. Rhonda, press star one to unmute. Thank you.
12: There you you guys are. (laughs) This is Rhonda D. in Tennessee, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And I usually don't share on the call, but I had to today because this passage was descriptive of what made recovery possible for me and what was a huge light bulb moment for me. I... Prior to finding OA in my desperation with compulsive overeating, I had come to the conclusion that I obviously needed some type of help outside of myself, and I could see that a spiritual solution made sense. But I was in the food, in the food, in the food. And once I found OA and I learned about the allergy of the body and the way that um, these foods then, as we're in the food, it just fogs us up and blocks the um, ability for this spiritual process to happen, that made it possible for me to put the food down. I'm a nurse, and when I think about the allergy, it's not something you can take ever again. And so wrapping my mind around that became pretty easy when I understood about my binge foods in that way. And then to have that freedom from the cravings, you know, I know I had to then learn from the program how to live life without the food, how to identify and give up to my higher power, these character defects, and deal with feelings and deal with things in a new way. But I am so grateful to the program. I'm grateful for Dr. Bob's experience, which I relate to so highly. And I'm so grateful that I learned about this allergy of the body because it truly did give me that momentum and helped pave that way for me to find
5: the recovery that I treasure so much today. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Rhonda
2: D. Amy G., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Amy G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you, everyone, for an awesome meeting. Um, One alcoholic with another was vital for, for permanent recovery. When I think of that word vital, I think of you know, the terminology, your vital organs, that basically I cannot survive without certain organs in my body. They're vital to my survival, to my life, to my living, to my breathing. And when they say vital here, I don't think they're messing around, which is that carrying the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater is not only a pleasure, it is vital for my own recovery. Again, they use that word vital in the chapter Working with Others, which is all about, you know, carrying the message. It says on page 94, it is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. And yes, as others have said, you know, Bill really struggled with the first 6 months of, you know, just trying to carry the message, but the reality was What happened in six months? He stayed sober. He realized with the utmost urgency that it was vital for him to survive, to stay sober, that in order to survive, he had to stay sober. In order to stay sober, it was vital for him to carry the message. You know, my job as a recovered person sponsoring someone else is not to just get them recovered, but get them recovered so that they then can in turn carry the message to the next person. My job is to not necessarily get you recovered but get you sponsoring. And of course, (laughs) in that means you can't give away what you don't have, which is recovered. And I know sponsorship can be very intimidating and it was for me as a newly recovered person. But the thing is, is I'm just the vehicle of the message. There's a whole chapter dedicated here to sponsorship. There's a 12 and 12 in the 12 step about sponsorship. There we have a network of recovered people. We don't do this alone. As a matter of fact, one of the most valuable things my sponsor said to me when I first, got it, when I first started was, don't be afraid to say no and let me get back to you when dealing with a new sponsee. Ask another recovered person. Don't, don't make it up. Don't wing it. You know, use your community to sponsor. And really, who is the vehicle? I mean, I'm the vehicle, but the message is higher powers, and it's a message in these first 164 pages. God will do what God can do, and I just need to be there, suit up, and show up, and carry the message to the best of my ability. I mean, if you think about it, look at our history. I mean, your first sponsor was basically Evie. (laughs) You can't get much more worse than that when you sit down and say, okay, I got religion. But guess what? Bill was dying desperate and doomed enough to say, whatever, you know? We carry the message, and we let the disease and or the recovery speak what it needs to do we just suit up and show up and sponsor but it is vital for our own recovery whether or not the other people recover it's vital for our own but in that process god shows up god always shows up and that we let god do that work and then we just carry the message i hope that makes sense and with that i'll pass thank you amy g tina f please go ahead
11: Tina, I can't hear you. Press star one. Tina S., are you there? Press star one.
0: Okay, looks like we lost Tina. Um, is there anyone else who'd like to share on this paragraph? This is Janice. Janice.
11: M. Chris G., okay. Nancy R.
0: Okay, uh, Jonas M, Chris G, Nam- okay, Nancy. Nancy R. Suji. I have
11: Irini.
0: you, Nancy R. Who is
11: that?
0: Irini. Irini. Okay. Amanda R. Katie F. Okay, um, who was before K D F? F? Uh, Amanda R, if, if you Amanda have time. Amanda R. Okay, got you, Amanda. Okay. So I have Janice M, Chris G, Nancy R, Suji, Irini, Katie S, and Amanda R. Did I get everybody? Okay, Janice R, please. I mean, Janice M, please go ahead.
13: (laughs) That was my maiden uh, initial. Uh Okay, um, this is uh, Janice M, and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Kathy, and good morning to everyone. Okay, this, this is so important because this is the whole program right here. This is the foundation. You know, Dr. Bob, we know, tried, tried. And when I try, it's all about me. The responsibility is on me. So that's why, you know, Dr. Bob and Bill, they kept trying and trying and trying. But you see, they didn't have the power. Like I don't have the power, I'm powerless, so that so it's it tells us that dr Silkie, Dr Silkworths gave them the problem, gave bill what informed Bill that of course he you know he um had the allergy of the body, he had the obsession of the mind, he couldn't understand it, and then when when Bill was convinced himself that he couldn't do this himself. He said, okay, okay, the solution is a power greater than himself. See, if I don't, if I'm not powerless, I don't need any power. And that's what trying is all about. Trying to be abstinent uh, in the beginning is places the responsibility on me. But being willing to be abstinent and recovered places the responsibility to me on, on my higher power, which is God. So, you see, Dr. Dr uh, Bob didn't have enough, he was informed, but he didn't have enough information, for example, with the problem, that he was powerless, that he was hopeless. This is what it says here. Gave him the description of alcoholism and the hopelessness. See, because when I kept trying, if I keep trying, then I, that means for me that I, which I did for many decades, that, oh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find a way, you know. So I have to know that I'm powerless. This, and I have to know that I'm po- hopeless. And I have to be desperate because I have to be convinced myself of this. And then I'm ready to have a power greater than myself. But how do I find that power? So now I get the power. Now I know the solution. Now it's the action. That's where the willingness comes in. The willingness for me came, okay, I am going to be willing. I'm going to be willing because I don't know how to get this power. But when I'll be willing to get this action plan to find that power and then I'll be okay. Hopefully, if God gives me that gift, because God works with willingness, not with me trying. I have to get out of the way with this action plan. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Chris G.,
1: please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Sorry, there's a bus going by. <laughs> this is Chris G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Connecticut. And, uh, wow, that was that was just such a fantastic share. Janice, thank you. And, and I, too, wanted to talk about willingness because when I first came back into this room, I, um, I thought I was willing. Um, I, I told myself when I heard the words willing to go to any lengths that, yeah, I'm willing to go to any lengths. And, you know, I'm a fairly intelligent person and thought I knew what that meant. But I, the truth is I was in my diseased thinking, and I continued to try to come up and to come up with and figure out, okay, okay, God, I'm willing, so this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I still hadn't turned it over to God. I I just somehow my diseased mind would not let me get that until I finally realized okay, I'm, I'm still stuck. I keep doing this same thing over and over again. I say I'm willing, but I'm still doing all of the behaviors and in the thinking of my disease. And so I could not be trusted, not even a half a second, with regards to the plan of action. I needed to study this book and I needed to learn what to do through my fellows and this book, and I needed to stop trying to figure it out, because my brain would just have me keep going in a, in a circle if I were to keep, continue to do that. So I needed to call my fellows. I needed to have the courage to call and say, what do I do? What do I do? How do I understand this? tell me what to do. I need I need to surrender and the only way I can do that is by action. And action from a reco- that a recovered compulsive overeater can can guide me with. And uh, I'm just so grateful for that. Being willing is the action of recovery. Thank you.
0: Thank you Chris G and Nancy R, please go ahead.
14: Uh, Good morning. My name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I'm so uh, grateful to my higher power for leading me to visions, for leading me first to Overeaters Anonymous and then to visions uh, so that I could, before I left this earth, I could experience true freedom from a disease that had plagued me all my life. I do believe I was born uh with this disease, uh, reading this paragraph <clears throat> really brought back some memories of uh that I had forgotten about. I got so much from the shares this morning, but I really tried uh, a lot of spiritual means I had forgotten all about that i i, I recall one time some members uh, of o a some of us got together and we 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 uh created a bible study. And we were reading scriptures and uh, trying to uh, uh, really use what we thought were methods that would help us. But it it didn't give me any relief. Uh, I would go to the altar and pray. I would write prayers and do, I mean, I have a list of things I won't go read them, but things that I really tried um, to use what I thought would help me. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for people of the church who were able to establish this relationship with God that I've only been able to establish through, um, as a result of working the steps. So what happened was I found a spiritual remedy. And and a a remedy is a treatment. Um, You know, I tried spiritual means, which was a way of trying to achieve something. But once I was turned on to a remedy, uh that's a, that excuse <laughs> me was a treatment for my disease then and only then when I was able to uh, uh complete the remedy and live in it live in, live in the remedy through ten, eleven and twelve have have I been able to achieve uh permanent relief one day at a time from this disease. So uh, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. Uh, that part of it is strenuous work. And strenuous does not mean, uh, uh, you know, hidden at it. Strenuous means consistent, you know. Strenuous means exerted great energy and effort. And that's what I have to do. I have to exert strenuous energy and a lot of effort. I cannot sit on my laurels after I've taken somebody through the steps and say, okay, I can take a break. No. Uh -uh, It doesn't work that way, not with me. I have to consistently uh, be about the business of working this program. I've discovered that if I sit on my laws, you know, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And it's a very small price to pay. For the freedom that I've been able to experience, that I never really thought I could ever get, I, you know, I was content to be one of the ones that got better. Like it says, in one, in one of the four words, those that some, you know, some recovered, some recovered after relapses, and some just got better. I was content for a long time to be just one of those that got better. But thanks be to my higher power, thanks be to God, that today I can, I have, I, I experience I, today. I, I'm free from this disease today. Um, my, you know, my binges—I mean, my super binges—started Halloween and ended uh, New Year's, the day after New Year's Eve. It was just a food orgy. And today I don't live like that. And so whenever I get a chance to thank my higher power, I do. Today I'm just so grateful. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy or, uh Sue G. Please go ahead.
15: Good morning, this is Suji from Michigan, recovered by the grace of God. So something that we don't say because it just goes, I guess it just goes without saying is that I've had sponsors that have been compulsive overeaters. An alcoholic can talk to an alcoholic, but it's a recovered alcoholic, a recovered compulsive overeater that can help another alcoholic or another compulsive overeater. If you're not recovered, you can't, you can't give away what you don't have. It took me a long time to learn that. And the other thing is the trying versus willing. I have an email that um, was sent to me that, that I've been passing around to some people. And I always thought I was willing. And I would always send this to people to show them that you know, if they're in the trying, they're still in the self-will. But if they're in the willing, they're in God's will. And, um, and that's another one that took me a long time to realize that I wasn't doing it. I, I was still trying. I was white knuckling and I was asking God uh, to help me lose weight. I wasn't asking him to help me have a spiritual life. Uh, I was religious, but I was not spiritual. and um, And that goes back to If you're not willing, you're not going to get recovered, and you're not going to be able to help someone else. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Suji. Irini, please go ahead.
16: Thank you, Kathy, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God always giving credit where credit is due. So yes, Dr. Bob didn't know what he didn't know, just like I didn't know that I had an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. So we can't solve a problem with half an equation. I needed to learn and I needed to gain knowledge from those who had experience, who already had gone through the process of the steps to become recovered, I needed to really comprehend first with my mind. And then I needed to practice what I was learning. So, what does this mean today to do differently? How am I shifting? What, how am I acting differently? But I couldn't do this alone. I, otherwise, I wouldn't be on this line if I could do this alone. I needed to be connected to God to gain strength and power and guidance. And I needed to especially be connected to my fellows, that I needed uh, guidance and I needed accountability. So I always needed to be connected and I always needed to do differently, continually. And I also needed to be honest and that um, what do I What do I really believe in? How am I walking my belief system? And then, am I doing the right thing or just do I, am I doing what I feel like doing? So where does my belief system come from? Do I dare listen to others to form new ideas or do I stick to my own ways? Well, this belief system manifests in how I walk and I talk to be conscious alert aware and awake continually my belief system manifests in my life and I, so i have to i was breathing and digesting and walking through each step and living each spiritual principle always being honest and having willingness and especially having an open mind you got to open up that fist let go what you're holding on to and grab onto what God is giving you in that moment. It says here, permanent recovery. Did I just read this correctly? Did I just read permanent recovery? Lasting, indefinite, eternal, as opposed to what? Temporary. I mean, this is huge here. Strenuous work, work. Strenuous under one condition, we had to strenuous work one alcoholic with another, and I love looking words up because it really gives me this vision: arduous, difficult, taxing, exhausting, as That's opposed time, to easy. And that is key, vital for permanent recovery. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you, Edini. Okay, Katie F. and Amanda R., if you each take um, one and a half minutes, uh, I would appreciate that so you can both get a chance. Go ahead, Katie F.
17: Okay, this is Katie F., and I will try to talk as fast as I can. Um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Virginia. Um, And for some reason this morning, it's just striking me, the person that I called... um, when I got the recovery that I have today who told me about um, a new meeting in our area um, and I had known her for six years and when I called her, she didn't say, you know, um, well, why are you calling me? I mean, I've been talking to you, you know, on and off for six years. The last time I saw you, you looked awful. I mean, you know, she didn't give up on me and that's what this is talking about is strenuous work one alcoholic with another was vital vital to permanent recovery she was simply carrying a message and we don't carry the person you know i if someone calls me whether i've known them a week a year a month or a decade i carry the message to them i don't judge why they haven't stuck with it all this time and um and I give them the message. I give them the same message I gave them the last 100 times I talked to them if necessary. And I'm just so grateful that that person did that with me because I don't know where I'd be today if she gave up on me. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, KDS. Um, Amanda, you'll complete our shares for today.
18: Good morning. This is Amanda R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maine. And I was focusing on that, that part where Bill's giving Dr. Bob the description of alcohol and its hopelessness. So um, what this means for me, when I was a newcomer, I was really confused. I was thought OA was another diet program, didn't know what y'all were talking about. It took a long time to sink into me, and I had to hear it over and over So for the newcomer on the line who's just trying to figure out, you know, what exactly is the deal here, uh, a few brief tips that you might find helpful. One is to, you know, to get a hold of somebody who can go through the doctor's opinion with you. It's not signing up to do the program. It's just um, discovering what our message is. And trying to find out for yourself, does this apply to me? Do I feel like this fits with my experience? And believe me, you will be doing them a favor. Uh, They'll be happy to to do it with you. Also, you know, listen. There's some great special editions on the doctor's opinion. Um, Ask people, like, what their favorite special editions are. And listen, keep listening to the meeting. You'll hear the message. You'll hear it over and over again. And you'll know, if it's you, if this is what you need to do for your life to come back into um, alignment, to sanity, um, you'll know. And then go for the 12 steps with all you got. And that's all I have to say. I pass.
0: Thank you, Amanda. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Amanda R. I also want to mention, Tina S., if you're back on the line, I hope you'll share during the second hour. And now it's time to close our meeting. Um, Thank you to everyone who has shared. And please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Kelly S., would you please read A Vision for You, which begins, Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
4: Sure. Thanks, Kathy. This is Kelly S. Recovered in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right